Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. Crush 92.5. In studio, it's really cool to see Chris Heisma again from In Bloom in Paso. Thanks for being up and out, man. Thanks for having me. And thanks for bringing Chef. Yeah. This is great. We got Kenny Seliger, man. It is so good to have you in studio. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's really cool to have you in here, man. And thank you for the beautiful, uh, what's this, a terrine? Uh, what's the pickle stuff you brought in here? Mustard pickles. So it's pate di campagna. It's chicken liver, a little bit of pork shoulder, brandy, um, wrapped in wrapped in call fat. Um, and then it's served with mustard pickles. Mustard oh, pickles yeah. are they're a little... Little intense and flavored, but they're supposed to be. It's meant to cut through the richness of that that terrine. So. Is this on the menu now? It is on the menu. It was on the menu when we opened. I took a break on it to kind of do charcuterie boards, and then came back to it. And uh, guests love it. I love making it. So what's hotter, terrine or the the, the pat, the, the, like the pates? We haven't served a pate yet because Ooh. my experience so far, at least in Orange County, it didn't move well. Yeah. But Paso has blown my mind on it. Oh, yeah. So there will be a pate soon. Oh, even I'll go, like, we'll go to, like, when we drive through Los Alamos, like, I'll go to Bob's Well Bread and we'll bring one home. Yeah. Like in a little yeah, the, mason like the, jar with a yeah. little fat cap on it. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's so good. That's so good. Congrats, man, on this Michelin Guide mention. This is huge. Yeah, thank you. Super excited. I mean, yeah. like, w- I was talking to Nate from Nate's on Marsh the other day, and he's like, dude, freaking insane. Like, it's it's People, the, the phone's ringing. People are coming in. They're yeah. like, hey, we, we flipped through the pages. We saw you. We saw you online. I mean, have you noticed it just changed the game? Yeah, it's been incredible. Uh, from from the, the first day, you know, we see multiple guests every single night coming in. Hey, we, we saw you in the Michelin Guide. Or, who told who? You, Kenny? Kenny told you. How, who found out first? Who told you? Uh, you told me. I, I told you. you told me. Too, yeah. yeah, you found out first. Yeah. What, what did you feel, Kenny? Were you like, oh, my God? Um, I think it took me a good two weeks to really process it. I mean, I've been... Ever since I was a cook, I've been chasing it. I've been wanting it, especially as an executive chef. Um, and even when the it came out on the app and seeing the restaurant there, I, I still look at it. And I'm like, that's not real. Oh, yeah, let me screenshot <laughs> that. Make sure that's still real in my camera roll. Yeah. But you've worked at places. I mean, you've been at one-star, two-star, even three-star restaurants. Yes. And the goal was always to get there at, in, as my own as yeah. chef. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, dude. Congratulations, man. Thank you, man. What are the conversations that you and Chris have after that? You know, like, are we, like, decidingly pushing for that star? Are we, Or is it like, let's keep doing what we're doing because whatever it is, it's working? Well, what does Chris say to you in those moments? Um, the first conversation was, I think we both took a big breath. And then after that, it was, let's push for the star. Yeah. I, I think we have the team. I have a close kitchen team. We have the, a good front of house. Chris and I have a very good relationship. I think we have the team to be able to push for it. It is a lot of work. Um, we know it is, but the, the conversations have been, how do we get to this one star now? That's the, the next push for us is to get there. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, that's the goal. I think um, you, you have to internally set, set the bar where you, where you think you can get. And um, we have a team that is all buying into it and buying into what we're doing. And um, I agree with Kenny. We have the team to, to push and see what we can do. Yeah. The, the, we talk about every day. If we can try to get 1% better as a team every single day, 1% every day, every day, every day. Next thing you know, you're great. You now, know? with your experience in the Michelin like restaurant system, like I don't have a whole bunch of it. And we were kind of talking off the air before we jumped on. That like California, maybe even this area, this area is pretty new to the whole thing. So having a one-star Michelin restaurant is like a big deal. And you look at the two places on the Central Coast that got one, Six Test is like very, it's premium, it's premium food, premium preparation, the tweezers, the whole thing, 14 courses served on these. You know, it's very, very intricate. Uh, Bell's also um, very deliberate in their cuisine, a little bit different, of course, than say Six Test, 
but both are really, really nice places to eat. And you were kind of saying, like, you know, in other big major metro areas that are have more, you know, there's more widespread stars around you in, like, a place, the one star, it doesn't necessarily need to lose its comfort to, to own that star. Is that fair? Yeah, that's very fair. I, I think even with one star, the restaurant can still be comfortable. It can be casual and and not casual as in like super casual, but the food is serious. The restaurant's serious, but the environment, the vibe is still, yeah. it's, it's still comfortable. You can go there, hang out with your buddies. You can have, you can sit at the bar and have a good meal right. and you can still have that nice experience. I think once you break into the two, three stars, that's a whole other world. That That's when things become, become something so different. And I think... Personally, Bell's, I think, encapsulates what they do really well. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think I you, love what they're doing. You don't go there and feel uncomfortable at all, but you see no. the technique behind the food and the yep. flavor, like some serious food coming out of that place. I mean, it's That's it's a great really way to good. put it. So let's not be intimidated almost by one star. Let's say, hey, we know the cuisine is going to be top notch, but let's still you know, come as we are to enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, that's I the best like way that. Putting it. Chris, what do you refuse to give up? that you have earned in this like year and change or uh, that we've been around, what do you refuse to give up even in pursuit of that star? Uh, the comfortability of the restaurant has, um, you know, we've talked about this. We, we, we play vinyl we play rock and roll and we, we play it loud. Yeah. It's a fun environment. You know, I, I come from a, a background of restaurants and starred restaurants and, and all this stuff. And, and, and I love it. But one thing I, I, I refuse to do, and Kenny and I have talked about this a lot, is have a restaurant where people sit down and they're scared to touch things. It's too, it's too uptight, and mm-hmm. like, you know, you're scared you're gonna break something. Or it's too, you know what I mean? Like it should be comfortable. You should any guest that walks through the door, whether you're have a star on the wall or a plate or a bit, whatever it is, or nothing, you, you should be comfortable. And that's something I refuse to give up. And in our pursuit of, you know, the next level, we need to stick true to what we, has gotten us to this. Point too. People think they can, you know, they feel like they can come in any day of the week. You can sit at the bar, you can sit in the dining room. Um, it should always just remain comfortable. Yeah. You know, we never want to be that that special occasion place, if you will. You know, like it, should, it needs to stay true to what we. You know, We're going to come back. Part. We're hanging out with Chris Heisma. He is the owner of In Bloom. Also, Chef Kenny Seliger is here from In Bloom as well. We'll come back with the guys. It's up and at him in the morning. I am up and at him in the morning. I am up and at him in the morning. Up and at him in the morning. In studio, we got. Uh, Chris Heisma, he is of Imbloom. Also, Chef Kenny Seliger is here. We we're talking about just how things can change, even just like on a dime when you get that big mention of uh, the Michelin Guide. Now, there's some other restaurants that got named. Uh, let's talk about some of these other ones. LPC. Obviously, you've probably made yourself familiar with a lot of these, right, in the time that you've been here, Kenny? Yes. I've been to, I think, everything but Nate's. I think I've been to all of them but Nate's. Oh, oh you haven't been to Nate's yet? I haven't been to Nate's. I've just been busy. I've got yeah. two kids now and Running a restaurant life's been crazy, so no, I don't get sure. out much. <laughs> well, I know you guys slow down a little bit in January and you take some time off. You should come down here and we should do a night at Nate's. That'd be great. We should Rude. do that for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to go with you there. See what you think and then and even take some recommendations from, from you off the menu because their food's good. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, and, I, awesome. and, and it's got that dynamic that we talked about in the last segment. That idea of, hey, still come as you are, enjoy, pull up, you know, post at the bar, Whatever, but yeah, when you get the food here, you're going to remember it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that's really special. Uh, what are some other ones that? Um, obviously, you've been to LPC a bunch. You've been to Down to Bells and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Julian and Courtney, we're we're good friends with them at LPC. We're we're incredibly happy for them uh, to get the nod as well. 
Uh, Hatch got it. Hatch, that's incredible. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, very exciting for Paso. Yeah, it is really exciting. That's cool. Do you, um, what is like the next step as far as like, do they, do you wait a year? And when do, when would a star perhaps come? Is there some sort of observable system that folks have, have their finger on the pulse of? Or is it not even like, it's not even worth guessing? One thing Michelin's really, really good at is confusing everyone. Yeah. They're, re- <laughs> they're secretive and they, they're good at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, this time next year would be the next announcements, and that's when we would be pushing for us to be able to be on that that one star list. Sure, um, but yeah, that, that'd be a year from now. Yeah, but the the approach has to has to stay every day, and that's yeah. what we keep telling the staff. It's like you, like Kenny said, Michelin's really good, and they're sneaky, you know. And they, now we're we're on the radar, so we and they came to observe you probably <clears throat> numerous times, numerous times. If, if if you read the 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 notes they put in the guide for us, they they came along the way the whole time we've been open. Mm-hmm. They mentioned stuff that was on the opening menu, things that were on the menu in the summer, tasting menu, which is a few months Isn't old. That so, wild? They, so they had a full yeah. range of dining experience with us. So, are you looking at that, going like, "Oh my god, you guys were here this early?" Like, because I remember the early parts for you, there was some juggling around because you know you didn't have your full liquor license yet. Yeah. You were, yep. I mean, you were coming out of a pandemic, so you're yeah. trying to do these dinners. I mean, even in the beginning, they, they were the on very, you. very beginning, which is exciting. It's cool that yeah. we're even on the radar at that point but yeah when we opened it was our, our second day officially opened the mask came off you know and like coming out of the pandemic and all these I weird things going that. yeah so it was it was an interesting opening but uh you know here we are we had um chris battles from mighty cat mushrooms in here i was telling him the other day i mean because like, i never liked mushrooms before kenny and like there were two dishes that you had that i was just gobbling up i mean the, the what you're able to do with these different ingredients and i know it's and we were choking in the bullpen earlier. It's like some of it might be because you, as a chef, you know, you, you may get you may get bored. You always want to keep things alive, but I mean, with the produce always fresh, always changing, you're coming up with things in that kitchen like all the time. We are. It's team. My uh, my executive sous chef Ron. We've been working together for a while. We're really good friends. We spend way too much time together, but me and him. <laughs> We're always throwing ideas up. We're always putting up stuff. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff that n- never sees the light of day. Um, but being on the Central Coast specifically, life's been easier with the products. I mean, this coming from big markets like Orange County and New York, sure, we got beautiful products. But now it's the touch of seeing and knowing like Chris Battle. I talk to Chris Battle on a weekly basis. I know the guy that grows these mushrooms. So it's very important for us to take care of them and put them up in the best way possible. And then... You know, he grew chestnut mushrooms specifically for us for the restaurant. And it's wow. cool to be able to to have those talks. So it kind of made me and Ron step up our game a little bit more and, and have these conversations. We're working with a few other small farmers in, in uh, Templeton that are going to grow certain things specifically just for us. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we take it serious. And we want to make sure we always put that stuff in the, the best light that we can and um, present it in the best possible way. Was there anything that was like, I'm, I'm curious about a, a dish you guys tried and you, you're like, no, this is I, not working. I remember the worst dish that I think I put on the menu. Uh, it was our first fish dish. It was barramundi with uh, parsley and kelp puree. I tried desperately to make this sauce work, and it should never have hit the menu. And I think it lasted about five days yeah. before I went to Chris, and I was like, I can't serve this anymore. I just can't do it. <laughs> and I'm sure people were probably ordering it and liking it. <laughs> yeah, it was selling. He just... You weren't it. feeling it. <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't. And what was it about the sauce? I mean, doing it, what you do, you must be either... Yes, a perfectionist, but you must be your hardest critic, too, I imagine. Absolutely. I think um, my wife always jokes, like, when will you ever be happy? And I don't, I am happy. I love what I do, but yeah. I don't know that I'll ever be fully satisfied with exactly. the things that I create. 
Um, the I guess it's excellence. just a natural yeah. creative personality. Um, you make stuff at home? Yeah, quite a bit. My Do wife you, cooks a lot too, though. Does she, she? She she was a pastry chef. That's where we met. Oh gosh! Oh um, my god! You a pastry chef and an executive chef in the same house? Yeah, she's some doesn't lucky cook kids anymore. Good. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm hey, I'm doing a um, I'm doing a split pea soup tonight. Okay, with, with the ham bone and oh, stuff nice. like that. So Tommy, give me some ideas for a split pea soup. I don't remember the last time I've made a split pea soup, Adam. Um, obviously you got the ham bone. That's the key thing there. Yeah, cool. Got to finish it with a little bit of cream. Okay, and potatoes to thicken it. Yeah, it's got to be like um, puree the potatoes or like have them be chunky. What I would do is I would them. cook them on the side. Yeah, blend your soup and then put the potatoes in a little bit because if you blend them too much, it's going to activate your starch. Right. Um, but just get them in for a little bit of flavor, a little bit of texture. Um, definitely. So they're chunky in there though. Yeah. I'd okay. Let them be chunky. Cool. That sounds good. But yeah, the ham bone in the in the split pea soup. So yeah. Good. So awesome. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll wrap up with our friends from In Bloom. They are hanging out here. They were a big part of our day in the life with the Crush 92.5. Gave away some awesome dinners. I mean, this is a hot new place in Paso. So, to you know, and, and he just got a Michelin guide. The last thing he needs to be doing is giving me free dinners to give away. But uh, Chris is, uh, is gangster. It's so awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to come back with the guys from In Bloom. It's next. It's Up and Adam in the morning. You're up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. The Crush 92.5. Hanging out with our friends from In Bloom. It's up and Adam in the morning. The Crush 92.5. We have Chris Heisma, who's the owner. We have Chef Kenny Seliger. And we are getting ready for New Year's, and you guys have something hot going on. We're kind of debuting this news right now. Tickets go on sale when, and what are we doing? Uh, tomorrow, 9 a.m., we're going to make uh, reservations uh, alive and available to the public. And Kenny's doing some fun stuff. What are we doing, Chef? Uh, a la carte menu will be available, but we're also going to do a eight course tasting menu. Oh. It's a little bit of an expanded menu from what we normally do for New Year's Eve. Uh, menu will start with a nice glass of champagne to get you guys started, and um, yeah, it's going to be eight courses. Right now, there is a lobster course, oh. uh, there is a pasta course, and then me and Ron are working on the rest of those little tweaks right now. Uh-huh. But we'll have it wrapped up by Tuesday. That sounds so good. So tomorrow, nine a.m. That's going to go live. Where do you yep. want people to go if they want to do that? Uh, we're on talk. Uh, they can get there from our website in bloom com. What's hot right now? Produce. What's looking good? What are you into right now? Um, I don't know if it's cause I'm German, but I'm really into cabbage right now. Um, really? not a lot of people find cabbage as fun as I do. Um, <laughs> I guess if we're going to make it taste good, I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> no, right now that it's pork bellies coming in produce wise is, has been a lot of bok choy. A lot of the, the, the winter greens, the, 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 the kales are coming in pretty strong right now. Um, butternut squash is obviously abundant, um, and then still mushrooms from Mighty Cap is one of our big pushes right now. Sunchokes, yeah, sunchokes. Um, yeah, good, we're kind of tips for um, butternut squash soup. We made one of these on Thanksgiving. I'm curious what what you do to a butternut squash. Butternut pizza. squash soup. I actually picked up this recipe a few years ago. Um, roast the squash, put it back into a pot with a little bit of vegetable stock, preferably a stock made with your scraps from your butternut. Um, and then honestly, just blend it with a little bit of butter and a touch of cream if you want. It's yeah. the best butternut squash soup. Yeah, we did just a touch of cream. And it, it called for way more. We're like, no, nah, like what do we need? No. no if you We're get, looking at like, well, all that cream, we don't need to put that in there. I think butternut squash, when you get the right one, it's one of the best things you can eat. They're so good. All right, best way to do grilled cheese. Oh, man. First, got to have a beer or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sourdough bread. Yeah. I personally prefer a little bit of provolone mixed with cheddar. I like to change my cheese up. Um, and then just in a cast iron with butter. Yeah. Man, you got to get that crust perfectly right, though. But you got to keep it low, right? Because you, yes. you want the cheese to cook. Yep. You don't want to burn the bread before the cheese is cooked. And I, this is where I sometimes get wonky with, which is such a simple dish of grilled cheese. But there is some, it's almost like eggs. They're very simple, but when you fine tune it, you can get them perfect. Yep. 
I agree. I think of the grilled cheese, if that center's not melted, it's it's pointless. But yeah, when that center's melted, it's one of the best bites I think you can have. You can't go into uh, making grilled cheese too hungry. No, you, no. <laughs> you get too you rush right. it too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't wait. <laughs> All right, burgers. Burgers at home. What 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 is the how does like Chef Kenny kill a burger? Um man, I think our go to for for my wife and I both is blue cheese burgers. We don't really, really um, we don't have a grill right now just because I haven't bought one, so I do everything in cast irons at home. Yeah, but, we do um, the cast irons all the time. Brioche buns from Back Porch Bakery, caramelized oh, onions, blue cheese crumbles, um, and we'll normally do our own little blend of, of meat at the house, um, medium rare, of course. And that's it. Pretty straightforward. It's so much fun to talk to uh, someone who's, you know, has the culinary acumen that you do, but just about simple foods that we all make at home, you know? Yeah. Talking with my friends at In Bloom, in studio, Chef Kenny Seliger. We have owner Chris Heisma back up and at him in the morning. In Bloom, not only are they, um, they just said they are doing the big New Year's, eight-course dinner, and it's priced awesome, too. I mean, this, this is going to be your New Year's dinner right here. Um, go to In Bloom Paso. In Bloom Robles.com. And then you're still doing the Birds and Bubbles? Sundays, yep. That's Sundays at 5 p.m. Birds and Bubbles. The fried chicken. Your fried chicken is so good, and it is hard to find really, really good fried chicken. I, I enjoy that dish. It's funny when we talked about it in the beginning. I told Chris the only way I'll serve a fried chicken is if we all eat it and go, "Wow, this is good." And if we put up a few different versions, and that was the one that we all honed in on. So yeah, it's 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 a good mover for us. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad it is. And then yeah, it's, it's fun. every Sunday it sells out. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then obviously people order in the bubbles. What are the big bubbles that are always flying out? Uh, it varies. Uh, Bia Cart sells like crazy. Yeah. Um, we we do we do Krug by the glass. So a lot of like half bottles of Krug uh, go out on Sundays as well. Uh, that's we, we, we we do baller deals with it. That's, that's the point of having a fun right Sunday thing. The fried chicken's only on Sundays. The champagne specials are meant to be like whoa, that's a good deal. You know, so people like I said they they frequent Sundays for it. If you haven't been to In Blue Meat, you got to check it out. What's you know I could tell you about some things on the menu, but. Like some of my favorite things on the menu, they were just because they were here for a week or two or three because that's what was in season. And it really gets you to be a fan of the chef and the idea, the ideology of the kitchen because I'm no longer dependent on a dish. There's a lot of places we go to where I always get the same thing, right? Because you know what that dish is going to offer. And that's cool that places have, that can do that. But when you can come and fall in love with like the kitchen and like, you know what, just show me what's new. I'm sure, I'm, and the, you know, and yes, you got the focaccia, the homemade focaccia. I mean, there's some things yeah. on there that I know you won't take off for a while. That's coming ever. off next week. What is it? It's coming off? <laughs> it's coming off next week. Focaccia's coming off? Does Chris know this? Are you okay with this? Wah, wah. <laughs> <Yeah>. switching this <laughs> it's switching just, to sourdough. Are you okay? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing <laughs> bread, but he's changing it. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, and we talk, talk to a lot of winemakers. They love fermenting things. You know, they love making bread. You love making bread? I love making bread. It's, it's, um, it's a very humbling experience, yeah. especially with sourdough. I mean, we got our, it took us a while to get the focaccia recipe dialed in. It took a lot of work. So it was very nice to see how successful that was. And Ron and I both decided we want to conquer sourdough next. So that's was, that's why we're making, we're making that switch. Yeah. What are some of your favorite bakeries around? I do love uh, Back Porch. Back Porch. I, um, sure. I enjoy Bread Bike. Bread Bike's great. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Uh-huh. Um, I want to say, I hate to say it, but I think that's the only two I've really tried in the area. You know what? There's one in Los Sosos. You know Tim Veach? No. Check him out. He used to be, um, um, he's a fantastic chef too, but he's just, he does this thing in Los Osos. Plays a super popular Wayward. Wayward. Wayward, yeah. Way, oh, Wayward heard. Baking. Okay. Yeah, they do a great job. But really fun stuff. And he's okay. good. You'll, you'll dig his bread too and his stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm sure this is a chef. You want to get out and taste all the kind of cool stuff that we got going on too. Yeah, it's but you're it's busy nice to get out. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Yeah, we almost need to like do meals on wheels. Like bring you food, <laughs> bring you food from all over the place. <laughs> I love it, dude. It was so good to see you, Kenny, in studio. I can't wait to come into In Bloom next and see what you got going on. And you're always so nice. Even though I'm sure you're busy, you always come out and say hi to people. Like it's really neat. Like you're the the relationship and the chemistry between the two of you and. Uh, Chris, what you got going on with your team there and like the vibe, it's really, nice. it's really special. And I think a lot of people really appreciate your idea. Like, hey, like, yeah, this is great news. This Michelin guide is intense. We love it. We're thrilled with it. We're blessed by it. But hey, we, we're not changing who we are. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Stick with what got us here, you know, and yeah. have fun. Have fun. Yeah. I, I will say more than a handful of times, even recently, I'll be just talking to tables in the dining room and people are just enjoying the food. And we hear them say, you can tell the chef's having fun. Isn't that great? Like, like yeah, multiple times recently, and it's true. That's like, a we're huge having, compliment. We, we like to have fun. You know, our, our saying is, "Take what we do real serious, but we don't take ourselves too serious." It's just, we're just yeah. having a good time, having fun, and, and the guests can feel it. They yeah, can feel my, what they're doing in the kitchen. Oh, so cool to see you in here, Chef Chris. Love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming in and bringing this beautiful food. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having. Appreciate us. it. Thanks for being up and out in the morning, and also thank you for um, hooking listeners up. With an experience that you know they won't forget. We had a dinner for four, a couple of dinners for two. So yeah, I we can't wait to have them. We're gonna make sure they have a great time. It's we're looking forward to it. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, six to ten a.m. The Crush ninety two five, the perfect blend.